So this week we start our 40 days in the Word uh, study in our, in our church. And uh, through this time, uh, we'll learn how to pronounce it, picture it, probe it, paraphrase it, personalize it, and then we'll end with principles of Bible interpretation. Uh, on the next slide, as Pastor Ty said, how can you get involved? You can join a small group. They're just starting. Uh, they're in the bulletin uh, or there's on the website or just show up at one of those. And also, if, if you're not able to do a small group, that is the best way, but you can just buy the book. They're on a stand uh, back there or just go to 40 Days in the Word uh, and that'll give you a daily devotion. Even if you're not doing uh, the book or a small group, and even if you're doing that, you can uh, be enhanced by that daily devotion. So we begin with 40 days in the word pronounce it. Now, I hate the word pronounce. First of all, I grew up in Pittsburgh, born and raised, so I pronounce it, not pronounce it, right? And then my dad would always say when I couldn't spell a word, which was every word, sound it out. My dad could spell everything, every English word. He could spell some French words and some German words. My sister Shirley could spell anything. My mother, Penny, and I couldn't spell our way out of a paper bag if you spotted us the B and the A. Just couldn't spell. And my dad couldn't understand that I could have the dictionary in my hand and when he said, sound it out, phonetically, Alan, I would start with F-U, phonetically, F-U. I could not, even with the dictionary in my hand, I couldn't have enough letters to begin. And then, and then the dictionary is alphabetical, so for every letter I had to sing the song, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, to figure out the order. I just could not do it. Pronounce it. What does it mean to pronounce the word of God? We're going to walk through uh, some scriptures. Our first scripture uh, from Joshua back in the Old Testament. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will prosper and be prosperous and successful. We have to understand that back then, God's word wasn't a book. We're, we're so used to it being a Bible, it's a book. But back then, it was just words. It was oral. It was the stories told around the campground, the story of God's people, and the story of God was simply that, the story. Keep the book of the law always on your lips. It had to be on your lips. You had to be telling it. You had to be telling it so you would learn it. You had to be telling it to the next generation so they would learn on it. Meditate on it day and night. For us, the Bible has become a book. And that's good. I mean, we have Bibles of every form, shape. We have Bibles for young people, like we gave out to our third graders a couple weeks ago. We have red letter, non-red letter. We have commentaries in there. We have daily devotion Bibles, living Bibles. But the caution for us is to, when we see it as a book, then we see it as a book that we read. What the 40 days in the word study will help us with is to stop seeing it just as a book that we read, but seeing it as the living word of God that we live. 
That's what it should be. When we hold it as a book, when we see it as a book, we think it's like every other book. And what do you do with a book? You read a book, but it will challenge us to move beyond reading and begin to live the word of God. The next scripture. Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. And we have to understand that in the Old Testament times, the word of God was law. It was rules. It was uh, God's attempt to try to, to give rules to people that they would follow. This is how you're supposed to live. And if you've had children, you know that doesn't always turn out that well. That we, as human beings, when someone tells us how to do something, we want to try it the other way. We live in the New Testament. We live after Jesus. We live in grace. But, but first, God's word was the law. Meditate on it all the day long. The next scripture my eyes stay open through the watches of the night that I may meditate on your promises. Were you up in the middle of the night last night or one night this week? Are you somebody that wakes up when you're not supposed to be awake? Are you somebody that when you're worried about something, that wakes you up out of a sound sleep and, and you worry and are anxious? We human beings can be like that. Our minds can just be simple hamster wheels spinning over and over again. It's the things we worry about. Maybe, maybe someone in the family, our friends going through something, well, that's on our heart and we're just as worried as they are. Sometimes we're more worried than they are. Or maybe we have the hamster wheel spinning of what we said that we shouldn't have said, of the things we have done wrong in the middle of the night, the mind is just free, free to wander. But when that happens to you, do you have a scripture written down, maybe just on a piece of paper beside your bed that you can turn to? My eyes stay open through the watches of the night that I may meditate on your promises. Or maybe just the Lord's Prayer that you can say over and over again to bring calm where you are anxious or worried to take you back to sleep in a comfortable way. The scripture says that I may meditate on your promises. What better thing to think about when we are up in the middle of the night than God's promise? God's promise is for good and God's promise is always true and God's promise will always bear fruit in our lives. The next scripture, we move into the New Testament, and we're going to begin to do some pronouncing, or pronouncing, whatever you're pronouncing, whatever you say. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly. You see, just that portion of one scripture if you work at pronouncing it, you take your time with it. It's not like reading a book where you're, you're trying to get through this chapter and move on to the next chapter to see what happens. But to pronounce it is to go word by word. First, let. What does that mean? Well, that's just the first word of the sentence. That's like the or and. We're supposed to just skip over that. No, let. What does that mean to let to allow, 
to allow the message of Christ, to invite in the message of Christ. What does let mean? Are we allowing God, the message of Christ, to speak to us? Or is there something in our life that's, that's holding God back, that's prohibiting? Maybe we think we're not worthy, we're not, we're not good enough. What does it mean to let the message of Christ in, to allow, to invite in, to open the door, open the window to the message of Christ? Let the message of Christ dwell, dwell. That's a word we don't say much anymore. Anyone ever ask you, where do you dwell? Well, I dwell at 133 Margaret Drive. We don't say that, right? No, we say, where do you live? Oh, I know where you live. What does it mean to dwell? To dwell is to live with the people you live with. You know everything about them. They don't have to say anything and you know how they're feeling. You know every idiosyncrasy about them, even the ones that drive you a little crazy. You know they chew way too loud when they eat. You know if they snore or they don't snore. You know when they're sniffling, and you know when they sneeze, it's going to be so loud, it's going to shake the dishes in the kitchen. You know them because you dwell. Think of dwell like a, a well, a deep, deep well. To dwell with somebody is to really, really know them. What does it mean to let the message of Christ dwell among, among, among? That's a word you say a few times. It's like you never heard it. Be. It doesn't even sound like English, does it? Among, among. What does that I mean? If you just separate that word, what does that mean? To let, to allow the message of Christ to live deeply among us. That it's not just for me, but it's among. That it's, that it's moving around us. To let the message of Christ dwell among you richly, richly. Well, we're Americans. When we hear rich, we think money, right? You know, those, those people are rich. I'm not rich. You know, the people over there, you know where they live. They're rich. I'm not rich. But what if we don't think about money, but think about chocolate cake with chocolate icing? That is rich. Fettuccine Alfredo. That is rich with cream and Parmesan cheese, shrimp or chicken in it. Lasagna, deep dish lasagna. That is rich with the ricotta cheese, provolone cheese, mozzarella. That is rich. Some of our favorite foods are rich, aren't they? We love that. We love that taste in our mouth. We can't eat too much of it because it's really rich. What does it mean to allow, to let the message of Christ dwell, to live deeply among us, around us, richly? See, that's what it means to pronounce it, to not just read it and move on to the next chapter, not even move on to the next sentence, but take each word and pronounce it so that you know what it means to you, 
What is it calling you to do or to be? Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish each other with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs of the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. That's what we did this morning as the band led us. The next scripture says, let, there's that word again, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you are called to peace and be thankful. What does peace mean? How do we define peace other than the absence of war or no arguing? What is peace? We're called to peace, it says. We're, we're to let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. Does the peace of Christ rule in your heart? Or does anger sometimes rule? Does frustration rule in your heart? Does worry or anxiety rule? Take control. Or does the peace of Christ rule in your heart? We know what peace is. That moment where we can just sit down, take a deep breath, and be at peace. We know what that moment is, but we also know it's fleeting. It passes because life comes at us fast and we have things we need to do and places we need to be. We're called to peace and the peace of Christ should rule in our hearts. The next scripture, prophet Micah. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Over the last months or month or weeks, our, our dryer's been on the fritz, whatever that means. But it would work sometimes and not other times, and they were coming and trying different things. So I, I was going to the laundromat. Uh, the washer worked, so I'd wash all the clothes, put them in the hamper wet, and then transport them to the laundromat. And I'm, I'm a foreigner at the laundromat. That's a whole culture there at the laundromat. It's, it's just fascinating. The door's propped open. But then there's a sign that says at 6 p.m., Someone please close the door to keep out the bugs. And then someone with a Sharpie had wrote, and bats. So I pictured one night there was a bat in the laundromat. It's self-organizing. Just someone at 6 p.m. closed the door. And as I say, I was a foreigner at the laundromat. I sat there, but people would come in and they knew each other and they would talk and ask each other questions. And, and a woman came in the one day and the guy said, hey, are you still with the same guy? And she said, yeah, and you know what? He's going to pay my rent for two months. I asked him, if, if you would pay my rent for two months, I could pay off my car. Then she turned to me and said, no one's ever paid my rent. No boyfriend, no man has ever paid my rent. My husband didn't even pay my rent. And I was crushed because I am so spoiled. I am so protected from the reality that some people live. And that whole time, she's just praising that someone's gonna pay her rent for the first time in her life. She's putting in $7.50 a quarter. I can't even count that high for the washing machine. And then the next week, it was taped over $7.50 and it said $9. How many quarters are $9? 
And I thought to myself, where is the church? Why isn't the church here with bags a quarter just putting them in for people to make a difference? What does God require of us? He requires more than this, more than worshiping. He requires us to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk, to live, to walk humbly with our God. I was telling that story, and someone did say to me that a while ago they were at the laundromat, and a church in our area was there to ask how could they pray for the people who were there. It was an eye-opener for me that the world, the insulated world I live in, isn't the world that so many people live in. On our next slide, we see that in these studies of 40 days in the Word, it'll always draw us to living on purpose, that that's the whole idea. I've said it before, to get us beyond seeing the Bible, the Word of God as a book we read, to see it as the living Word of God that we live. So just let these scriptures wash over you, maybe lift you up from where you are. Be confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Next. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in the one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. So I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer, and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. For I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Let us pray. Almighty God, we lift these 40 days to you. 40 days to live in your word so that we may be strengthened to constantly live your word. May your Holy Spirit move among us. May you be in the, the workbooks that we work through at home. May you be with us when we open the daily devotion. May you be moving in the small groups as they meet. Oh God, we ask that you might bless this study so that it might be a blessing to us that your Holy Spirit might encourage and strengthen and move among us in this time. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.